Welcome. I'm David Leon, and this is On The Verge. I'm joined as usual by Ali Bez and Kenneth, and today we're going to speak about the psychedelic experience. So, my friends, I ask you, what is the psychedelic experience? Well, I mean, I, I can offer my perspective on psychedelics um, from a scientific perspective, since this is what I do for, for my research. Um, so uh, psychedelics um, include compounds like LSD, magic mushrooms, mescaline, um, 2CB, DMT, ayahuasca, uh, and many others. Um, they bind to um, a receptor called the serotonin 2A or 5-HT2A um, receptor in the brain. So these are um, serotonergic compounds. They increase the amount of serotonin uh, in your brain. Um, they're obviously well known for their um, uh, hallucinatory effects, um, but also for their contact with um, the divine, um, their ability to produce um, profound mystical states, including um, states of profound interconnectedness, um, a dissolution of the self, aka ego death, um, contact with um, a higher power or spirit, um, uh, a feeling of, of universal uh, unconditional compassion, transcendence of time and space and more. Um, they're also increasingly being investigated um, as uh, useful treatments for a variety of different um, physical and mental health conditions. Um, so, um, for example, um, psilocybin, the uh, main psychoactive ingredient in magic mushrooms, um, is likely going to be approved uh, in the next few years as a, as a treatment for uh, treatment-resistant depression. Uh, and, and MDMA, which is uh, technically not a classical psychedelic, is going to be um, uh, probably approved as a treatment for PTSD. Hmm. Interesting. So, I mean, you said you said a lot of different uh, things around psychedelic. So, if you just pick out um, yeah. the psychedelic experience yeah. itself, yeah, um, like do you do you have any phenomenological like factors uh, whereby mm -hmm. you can understand psychedelic? Like, what are the what is the like themes again for me i i think i think the highlight of the psychedelic experience is the mystical experience mm -hmm. um um and and what's i think so interesting about psychedelics is that they are very physical things right this is like a a, a tangible thing that you can hold in your hand right and mm -hmm. it's a tool that you can it's something you can give to anybody that can reliably produce um a significant um, psychoactive effect that oftentimes has a spiritual tone, even if that person has had no experience with psychedelics in the past. Um, and so it acts on the brain in very specific ways, but it's also a channel to something that appears to be immaterial and intangible. Um, and that Im immaterial intangible thing is the mystical experience. Um, it's all the things I was talking about, the interconnectedness, mm. um, the feeling of connection with God, a feeling of, of profound connection with, with other people, mm. um, radical empathy and all that. Yeah. Interesting. So just stepping uh, sort of a little bit back, if you're going to define what psychedelics are, Mm -hmm. So psyche is mind, and um, I think delix is yeah, manifesting. manifesting. Yeah, exactly. So mind manifesting, yeah. and I like. I can tell you a few words that I like: mind manifesting, mind expanding, and mind revealing. So mm -hmm. they're all similar, but I suppose one of the common characteristic of the psychedelic experience is sort of you know an expansion of consciousness mm -hmm. to yeah. new uh, possibility. Definitely to new stimuli and um, in that expanded uh, form of consciousness or awareness you process information differently uh, you process sounds differently you process colors differently so uh, colors become more dynamic uh, you may get synesthesia at least I do I don't know about you guys <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know your sensory stimuli pro is processed differently but also you may get sensory stimuli that wasn't there before mm -hmm. so not only the world you're looking at looking at is different mm -hmm. you also may be seeing a different world altogether and I think that manifests in the a little bit more hardcore psychedelics mm -hmm. like DMT uh, where you don't see this world a little bit different, you see a completely different world. Mm -hmm. So the whole perceptual window into the world changes. Mm -hmm. And I see it as psychedelics for me, I see it as a technology. Mm -hmm. You know how you mm -hmm. could use a VR or mm -hmm. your mobile phone? Yeah. Um, it's a technology that manifests the mind mm -hmm. um, in, in, in different varieties. Now, 
doesn't manifest the mind in its entirety because the mind I believe to be infinite but what it does show you is that the previous belief you had of, the, mm -hmm. of you being a limited self and your mind being this limited view of this body and mind that you mm -hmm. that you experience on a daily right. you know you're this person and you go through life you speak to people and you know you identify with your name mm -hmm. with your character I think psychedelics temporarily at least they they give you an expanded like idea of the self mm -hmm. there's something about you that is not this body and mind it goes beyond that mm -hmm. and it gives you a temporary you know, like window of time when you when, uh, when you can experience that, yeah. and I think that's such a relief for yeah. people who are sick, but also for someone who um, has been believing a certain kind of narrative for their whole yeah. life. So that I'm a limited self, and uh, it, it can be truly uh, it can change the way they perceive themselves and the world. But I yeah. think the significance of the psychedelic experiences is how you perceive yourself. Yeah. And for a lot of people, it can be a it can be a a way a te like a technology. Mm -hmm. You know, through technology, you can learn the information, and it can be a way to initiate for initiation into mm -hmm. the spiritual path. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a very effective uh, way for initiation. A lot of people I speak to who are on their spiritual path, it started with their psychedelic experiences, yeah. and and the reason I think that is, is because. In the modern world, we're so used to identification with the separate self, with this body and mind. So psychedelics really don't question it. They really like, they really explode. Kind of, they, they cause an explosion. You know, like there is the explosion of uh, what was previously believed to be there to something more. You know, to new possibility. And you really experience it. You don't have to like think about it. Or you know when you read an idea or oh, mind is infinite is in the mind you really get to feel and experience that infinity mm -hmm. and I think that's a power it has mm -hmm. it can be used as a way to verify that your mind is not limited mm -hmm. and I think that's the core of what psychedelic is it's not about God or about the universe mm -hmm. it's about you mm -hmm. and 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 the the oneness you have with mm -hmm. with all yeah 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 so just just to offer. Um, uh, a neuroscientific perspective on this. So, so one of the leading theories, if not the leading theories, of the mechanism of action of psychedelics on the brain is something called rebus, um, which stands for relaxed beliefs under psychedelics. Mm -hmm. um, and basically, it, it borrows, um, or well, it, it, it comes from um, this sort of, uh, I guess, lineage you could call it in neuroscience, um, or the school in neuroscience um, called predictive processing. Um, which basically suggests that, that your mind has these things called cognitive priors, um, which you can basically think of as um, prior beliefs um, that shape your everyday experience. Um, and what psychedelics do is they basically reduce the constraints imposed by these priors um, on your uh, sensory perception. Um, so, for example, um, somebody who has um, experienced uh, a lot of trauma um, is going to experience um, very strong priors informed by that trauma on their everyday experience. Um, for example, um, like somebody who has gone through a car accident, right? Mm. Um, a traumatic car accident um, is going to be triggered by um, images of cars, by being around cars, etc. Um, and so, so those priors are then you know, shaping your perception um, of things in the environment, such as the cars. Um, and, uh, and, and yeah, so, so by reducing the constraints that are imposed by these priors, um, psychedelics basically liberate um, the flow of information in your brain, such that you're sort of able to uh, perceive the world again, um, absent of all these um, biases, predispositions, these priors um, that have been sculpted by um, past experiences, especially traumas. Mm. Um, uh, which is which is why it, it leads to, as you were saying, Ali, this this explosion basically uh, of your sense of self, um, and and sometimes the the deepest priors um, just involve your sense of what it is to have a body, mm. um, and also your sense of where you are in space and time. Mm. You know, mm. um, and those very deep priors with high doses of psychedelics mm. um, can <laughs> also be whittled away. You know, you, 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 you can have this feeling of not being located at a particular point in space and time and you can also have this feeling of not um, having or owning a body um, so mm. there's this guy named uh, Raph Millier um, who used to be a PhD at Oxford who 
basically decomposes um, altered states of consciousness, the kinds that are induced by psychedelics and meditation, into, into six different types. Um, and they include bodily awareness, um, bodily ownership, the sense of having or owning a body, um, being located at a specific point in space or time, um, access to different memories, um, the richness of your experience, um, and also finally what you were talking about earlier, Ali, um, synesthesia, so um, the ability to, to blend um, different modalities of sensory information, audio and visual, etc. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think we I think we basically got to it, right? The the, the if if one is to sort of sum up this, the, what it is that psychedelics do, it's that they suspend these um, enforced patterns of the mind, right? Mm-hmm. Of interpretation of what your experience is, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Rebus, what can you Rebus, yeah, relaxed beliefs under psychedelics. It's exactly it, right? Yeah. So it, it rela- it just it suspends for a little bit. It relaxes mm-hmm. the, the the tightness mm-hmm. uh, of this net of this web of beliefs that you have about the world, right? Mm-hmm. So the way I would describe it, I'll, I'll describe it as a sort of series of ascending effects. You know, on the most basic sense, you're the most sort of immediate perhaps factor of the psychedelic experience in, in, a, in a low dose or early on in a big dose or you know the first time you take it you probably come to this experience of being of this radical freshness of the world mm-hmm. right mm. all of a sudden you look at a table or you look at a flower or you look at the sky and you be like oh my gosh I'm not sure I've actually paid attention to it before look at it it's amazing it's so smooth it's so warm it's so brown it's a, it, you'll suddenly be struck uh as if, as by, as a child would, right? Mm-hmm. By sort of the mm-hmm. the, the radical mm-hmm. presence of, of of whatever it is that mm-hmm. that you happen to be doing. Oh my God, water! It's so fresh. It's so amazing. Uh, if I drink this, I feel better. Oh my God! And you're suddenly shocked by this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so in that and that 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 holds for without any without any other. There's no other change to your uh, phenomenology. There's no other change to your mind, right? So typically someone will take the psychedelics and be, oh, it's not doing anything, it's not doing anything. Nothing's changing, nothing's changing. And then this will happen, and then that'll be followed by, oh, I guess something must have, something must have changed. The, the, effect, the drug must have had some effect, because even though nothing is different, all of a sudden here I find myself giggling, you know, uncontrollably about how funny it is to have toes. Because you never, you know, I, I can't remember the last time I really wiggled my toes. Look at them, wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. <laughs> so, you know, that's exactly. the, f- the yes. first kind of thing. Nothing actually changes mm-hmm. except your freshness, the, the freshness with which you're able to uh, um, experience direct things, right? Mm. And, then, and then on a sort of slightly larger scale, this suspen- the suspension of your usual beliefs about things, it's not just necessarily the physical things that you're interacting with in the world. All of a sudden, you look at society, right? You look at social dynamics, you look, and then you look at them with fresh eyes, right? I remember I um, was with a friend who took psychedelics for the first time, and this was in the city of Oxford, and, you know, she just she starts giggling, and she goes, actually, it just, it just struck me that the entire university... It's just a bunch of monkeys talking, mm-hmm. and we all like, and we all just, we all just, we, we all just go into it as if that's not the case. Oh yes, of course, this is a professor. I don't know, but you suddenly step back for a second, you look at things fresh, and you realize, wait, it's just some people just making noises. Like you know, if any other, if a squirrel wandered into the university, they would just see a bunch of apes going. <laughs> None of this necessarily has any any of the meaning that I was investing it with an hour ago, right? Mm-hmm. So you're suddenly able to. In you know, view your life and view the the factors of your experience, not just like immediately sensorily, mm-hmm. but you know more broadly, right? With like with really fresh eyes, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then I guess on a sort of third scale, not just your physical uh, world, mm-hmm. not just your social or institutional or political mm-hmm. world, mm-hmm. but also just like the sometimes, and this is where it starts to get a little bit strange and now it starts to border on the mystical experience mm-hmm, mm-hmm. very often you'll, you'll take this and you'll start to take your existence fresh you're like wait a second mm-hmm. what's going on <laughs> who am i what am i doing what what is this what is any of this <laughs> what is any of it what <laughs> and you'll suddenly be struck you just you know irresistibly thrust mm-hmm. into just like really taking re- and that's where even when the effects subside people often find themselves you know, straying onto mm-hmm. what you would call the spiritual path, yeah. or you know, uh, a more reflective, a contemplative life. Just really being like, whoa, 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 whoa. What is all this, right? Yeah. And, and again, in, in a really, in a really fresh way, because you know, typically, you know, over the course of your young adulthood, beliefs sort of accreted around around your world and your existence that condition how it is you spend your days, how it is you live your life, and this kind of wipes it for a second, 
and uh, and can lead to sort of yeah sort of profound reckoning with these things. Yeah. So yeah, we can continue on that point. But there's a few more things that I, I had sort of to say about what what it's like to be under the effect of, of these drugs. Sure. Yeah. You mentioned uh, one thing that um, made me think of something interesting, and that was uh, your your mention of child being like children. Mm-hmm. So when he takes psychedelic, he finds you know everything with a new sense of freshness. Mm. Everything feels different. The table feels different. Like water, drinking water. I don't know if you guys have showered under the influence of like, but it's pretty much everything. Feels <laughs> feels fucking nice. <laughs> it feels so good just to have water, you know, and shower, and like, uh-huh. and like you really appreciate the small things about life, right? It just reminds you how amazing everything is. Even like, mm-hmm. even like something that doesn't feel right. Like mm. you can begin to like, whoa, that's that actually feels like something. You know, you begin to appreciate feelings mm. just simple feelings and you know Terence McKenna had this beautiful beautiful thing that psychedelics are democratic they you know you don't need anything you just sit inside your house mm. take this stuff and then whoa and then you realize yeah like there's so much magic on, yeah. and so much beauty and novelty in the mind alone do you really need anything else to be happy <laughs> like it shows you like everything is from here it really does yeah. You know, you may read it in the books that, oh, happiness, you can't find it in the outside. And it's kind of like a metaphor. And then you take psychedelics, you're like, ah, oh, I really understand now, like, what it means for psychedelics to be democratic. Yeah, like, you don't need to find a uh, spiritual teacher necessarily. You can, you know, empowering your own mind. And it's one way to empower your own mind, I would say, especially when you've been living in a certain way of life. Mm-hmm. And now you're like, whoa. Um, so... Mm-hmm. Th- the child is very interesting because children are embedded in a kind of a magical world, right? They mm. imagine things. They they have they do role play. So like they they perceive themselves infinitely. You know, they really involved in uh, in in a world that um, is kind of like magical thinking. You know, they they have um, they they create these fictional characters that they play with. You know, they talk to themselves. And you know they take life quite chilled out. I don't. They're carefree, right? Mm-hmm. And they're humorous. They can be mischievous, right? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like that that humor, that like uh, that love, that mm-hmm. humor, that playfulness. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what psychedelics kind of bring back to you. It's like you can find humor almost in everything. Mm-hmm. Like guys, monkeys, you chill the fuck down. Like it's not. I mean, it's important, but like don't take it that seriously. Like just yeah. calm down, like relax, and just find how funny things are. You know, like how ridiculous things are and just like that divine humor you know like mm. you realize oh shit man the laws of physics mm. or laws of physics and then under those laws there's like laws of humor like more fundamental like this laws of like uh, magic feeling mm. imagination that goes way deeper mm. you know that that are sort of embedded in the mind in in the universal mind mm. and um uh, so becoming like children is really interesting, you know, like you become lighter, mm. you know, you're, you don't have a kind of view about the world. You're like, oh, just let's feel what is there, mm. you know, and I, I do believe it's a source of, it's a source of magic and magical thinking, which is, you know, the source of creativity, not psychedelic itself, but psychedelic is one way that unlocks, mm-hmm. you know, that, that creative, that, that essence of creativity which I essentially believe is divine. Now, there are other ways to tap into that, but it's a very reliable way to tap into that create. And when you tap into the creative force, you realize oh, there's so many other possibilities. Mm-hmm. You, I may not be this bad person that I imagined. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, as you're a child and then you grow up, you become older. And as you become older, you start to identify with things and mm-hmm. you, you lose that magical thinking, that humor, not everyone, obviously. I don't assume anything about you guys, but and then psychedelics very intensely. They they are kind of um, they help you to purify. Mm. It's an act of purification, right? Of the shit that you've placed on the top of that light and humor and funny and love, mm. you've you know covered it with shit, and then psychedelics suddenly, not for everyone again, mm. but suddenly for a lot of people, it it sort of allows your own inner light to remove that, for, at least temporarily, you know? Mm. And then you le- realize, oh shit, there's something more fundamental about me that is not about this narrative that I'm a bad person or I'm, you know, I'm this or I'm that. It, it 
connects you to that part of you. Yeah. So, and even like Jesus, uh, you know, says, if you want to go to the kingdom of heaven, you have to become like these little children, like become light. Just mm. relax, guys, like mm. chill, mm-hmm. like, have fun. Yeah, so, that, that, so all, all, all these things, speaking of the, the creativity, the, um, the, the humor, basically, it comes from the suspension of the beliefs that you were previously holding, right? You were this world of worries that you've constructed. Uh, oh, I've got to do this. I must do that. Oh no, I have to do this. All of that. You take a break, and then mm. but you, you 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 take that away for a second, right? You just take away that layer of the mind, and suddenly that's all gone, and you're free, and you're just there. Mm. And then that gap, that that sort of that that gap from the previous, you know, unending stream of worries, which are based on a particular construction of of the world in your mind. It forces you to laugh, right? It's, yeah. just, it's suddenly been taken away. Yeah. And that quick gap leads to sort of everything being extremely funny, especially, yeah. especially your previous concerns. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then again, so that, that's all just an elaboration on that basic sense of suspending your beliefs about the world. Mm-hmm. Now, what I've described so far is you're suspending your beliefs about the world, but the world is basically, quote unquote, the same, right? Mm-hmm. But the thing is that on a deeper level, right? So you're structuring your experience of the world in the sense that, like, in the basic sense of, yeah, sure, uh, the walls look the same, you know, uh, gravity works the same, the tables look the same, the cars in the street all looks the same, but depending on how you interpret these things in, in your mind, what story you're telling yourself about them, you'll experience them differently. Yes, but also the cars and the table and the street and the walls, they're also being generated by your mind at a deeper level. Right. So that first thing you can suspend without too much effort, again, that's the kind of thing which you could suspend very conceivably without ever doing any drugs, just with some meditation, just with some quiet time and some contemplation, that's there, right? Mm -hmm. That's not too hard, right, to get the mind to suspend that layer of interpretation. It takes a bit more for for your mind to stop, you know, constructing a world of solid substances and, you know, the usual world that you navigate. But that's what also will happen with psychedelics, right? So you take psychedelics and at some point, the walls will start to melt, right? <laughs> at some point, you know, the trees will start to get a lot bigger and the leaves will start to... You Basically, your mind will recognize a certain pattern, whatever it is that you're hearing or seeing, and it will then extend that. Mm-hmm. And, and then you'll start seeing, yeah, like these, these flowers, instead of seeing five flowers, which was what was there before, you know, you looked at it, all of a sudden the flowers will start unfurling and there'll be 10 of them and there'll be 30 and there'll be 40 and there'll be 50, right? And it'll go, often you hear about fractals, right? It'll, it'll have this sort of pattern of self, self-similar, self-similar repetition. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. right? Mm, yeah, yeah. But then the, and the point being, you will start, the world around you that you were so confident was this solid mass that worked this way will start to become radically, radically different, right? Mm. It will start to visually, auditorily, just boing, start to, you know, so you suspended the, deep, deep, deep structuring beliefs of your mm-hmm. mind, right? Mm-hmm. At this point, not beliefs like something you would formulate, mm-hmm. but like, you know, underlying ideas of what the world is. You really relax those and then the world starts to be very different, right? The mm-hmm. table starts to turn different colors, that kind mm-hmm. of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So your phenomenology starts to become warped mm-hmm. in these mm-hmm. somewhat predictable ways, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, if you want to have an idea of what that's like, you can simply, you know, look at psychedelic art, right? Uh, visual depictions, auditory depictions, you know, that people have made of what it's like to hear the word on psychedelics or see the word on psychedelics. Mm-hmm. And then simply looking at that art will give you a very good idea of what the word would look like with a you know, slightly higher dose of these things, right? Mm-hmm. And that, I think it's still fundamentally the same thing as the last one, right? Mm-hmm. But just one step further, right? It's not just that, oh, yeah, you start to see things with fresh eyes. It's a, everything starts to you know, really, really, really get a bit yeah, different, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And the next thing I would say is that sort of thoughts intensify mm-hmm. in the sense that, you know, in quote-unquote normal state of consciousness, you know, you're sitting there in a, wherever in a cafe and you're thinking, and, you know, you're constructing a hypothetical world. What would it be like if in this conversation with this person I were to say this, or tomorrow, or when I get back to my home, I can do this, I can do that. You start to construct these scenarios, right? Uh, memories, all that kind of thing. Right? And, you know, at a basic level, you can be having it in words. And at that point, it's very abstract. You're not really, you know, it's light. There's a sort of distance to it, right? You're not being... Um, you're being sucked into it, perhaps, but like the, the the intensity can kind of be diminished by the fact that you're just ex- talking to yourself about it, right? Or sometimes you can you know, picture it as well, but you still there's a sense that no, no, I'm here sitting in the cafe and I'm picturing this thing. You can wander off into thought. So this 
this picturing things can become very intense with the psychedelics. So you know, it's, it now becomes something more like what you experience when you dream, mm. right? a full hallucination, right? So your mind will wander off and you will be in this world that your mind has constructed. And it's mm. basically just thinking, right? It is mm. just, it's what happens when you read a book, right? Mm. You start to construct these, these worlds in your head. But the, the point is that they can become very real, right? They mm. can become very extended. You could spend what feels like a very long time in them, right? The border between sober present moment experience and then the world of thought starts to become very porous right mm -hmm. you can really fall into some of these and mm -hmm. and these and then suspending the usual pattern of what it is you think about some of these thoughts can become very different than what you thought about the day before and the day before and the day yeah. before and the day before yeah. right you can really and it, very often you'll find yourself straying into spaces which correspond very neatly to the world of mythologies right the mm -hmm. world that that you know uh, humans pre-modern humans described in such great detail and seem to find invest with such significance, right? Yeah, so your thoughts will gain the intensity of, of, of dreams, uh, you'll be fully invested in them, right? And, and then, yeah, the, 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 the boundaries, the normal boundaries haven't been loosened, you will experience things of, you know, mythic. Uh, so rather than going to the past or the future, familiar things, you enter a sort of mythic mm. realm, right? Mm -hmm. um, now, and then there is in addition, even strong, when you loosen the bounds even more, then we get to the kind of full-on transcendental experiences, right? Mm -hmm. Which have no, all the things I've been describing previously are fairly, after the fact, fairly easily, um, uh, uh, you can designate them fairly easily. You, you can sort of uh, box them in fairly easily. Mm -hmm. Okay, so this was this, this was that, that's what my mind was doing, that was that, right? So you can kind of make sense of them uh, after the fact with more or less ease, right? Okay, it's a bit different than anything I'd experienced before, but this is basically what was going on. But then, of course, you know, in the really intensity of the psychedelic experiences, you will get things that you will struggle to ever formalize mm. or, 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 or put into any mm. of any boxes, mm. right, which correspond to, you know, the general thing that, the general shared world that we live in, in our culture, through our language. Yeah. You know, it, it, everything that you thought was the case is completely suspended years but like we were saying like the, the full-on breakthrough transcendental experiences yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I guess maybe we can we can try to talk about those if you guys want now but then the last thing I would say is that um, so uh, what I've been saying so far is a sort of ascending order of, of intensity of, of what the loosening of the bound of the binds of the binding of the mind will allow you to experience mm. And then this this last thing is is a sort of a coda and an appendum. It doesn't follow that that ascending trend, and and it is of course could be more important than everything I've just mentioned, right? But goes off in a different angle, and that's that once the sort of effects wear off, psychedelics can very often reveal your blind spots. And in mm. this in this they sh it shares everything with with meditation practice basically, mm. and 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 any any sort of sort of real journaling and self awareness, you'll. You'll come out of the trip, you'll come out of the effects will wear down, and it, at some point it might strike you, wow, I spent that entire time doing X. I could have done anything. You know, once you realize what it is that psychedelics could have done to you, instead of giggling the entire time about the fact I had toes, instead of, you know, laughing at the ridiculousness of all social norms, instead of having, you know, looking at a tree as it extends out into infinity, Instead of having a breakthrough transcendental experience, instead of visiting other worlds, instead of doing any of that, I spent the entire time worrying about that message I sent to Aunt Lucinda, right? <laughs> or, or this girl, right, yeah. that I don't know, man, and I was thinking about it, and blah, 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 or whatever, you know, like neurosis you have. Mm -hmm. And you have spent, an, right, or, or you have, or, or a social dynamic, right? The entire time, you won't have been able to break out of a looping conversation with your housemate or your friend, which, in, which mm. now in retrospect perfectly reveals the whole problem with your dynamic. Why do we spend all this time stuck in this particular thing? Why are we still doing this? Why, are we all, why do we always fall into this pattern, right? Mm. This kind of you know, slightly like embarrassing, right, habits of the mind can, you know, reveal themselves, right? And if, you, if the effects end and you realize that you spent the entire time, this very valuable thing doing that, you're like, wow, okay, my mind... Maybe I should start to train it somewhere else. By train, I mean literally like the way you train a camera in the sense of point it somewhere else. But then you realize, okay, I actually can't at will point it somewhere else. So maybe I'd better engage in a process of training so that I can start to point it somewhere else. Because that, that thing where I, which I spent the whole time ruminating about or that pattern I spent the whole time enacting 
is really waste of time, you know, really mm-hmm. pointless, really, really, really silly. Mm-hmm. You know, so they can give you that, it can magnify some of your neuroses and give you, and mag- to the point where, magnify them to the point where you then see them more clearly, you know, magnify this blind spot of your personality to the point where you're able to get a bit of mm-hmm. distance from it. And that might lead you to engage in a sort of a voyage of psychotherapy, a, a sort of healing of your mind, a mm-hmm. voyage of personal transformation, mm-hmm. uh, and all the rest. So that, that's the last thing I think I would say that a psychedelic does. And it does that in the same way that anything that sort of suspend, you know, that just really forces you to confront your mind, like, you know, spending a week in a meditation retreat, you'll find yourself compulsively going through these things and be like, really? Like, really? That's what I was, that's what my mind wants to do? Uh, or, or again, if a really diligent journaling, right? That kind of thing. Yeah, uh, it'll, yeah it'll force you to confront yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And, and your, and your, call them demons, call them habits, the shadow, call them sh- the shadow, right? It, it'll, it'll, it'll bring things to the fore, which, which, yeah, maybe you didn't want to confront, but now, hmm, you know, it, it forces you to confront them. You can't repress it anymore. It's there, and, and then, and then, you know, and you're forced to, out in the aftermath, reveal that. So that, that's, that's, that's basically how I would describe to someone who hasn't done psychedelics what it's like to do psychedelics. I think it's about, it's about as cogent and clear and, and comprehensive and uh, systematic an explanation as I can think to give, yeah, at least yeah. off the top of my head. I, I wanted to, to, to circle back to um, the two things that you mentioned at the start of your description of the psychedelic experience. So um, this sort of like radical change in your sensory perception, mm-hmm. right? That mm-hmm. like the, the world changes in some fundamental way, or at least the perceived world changes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the, the walls start uh, vibrating, uh, plants start multiplying uh, by the thousands, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so I wanted to unify that with this other thing that you spoke about immediately after about how your thoughts intensify. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, because I think those two processes um, are actually in a way one of the same. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so, you know, fundamentally in perception, like what is what is the brain doing? It's basically trying to discover statistical regularities in the environment, right? Um, the way that the brain is able to make sense of the world, right, is it says, aha, this pixel in space is pretty similar to this other pixel in space. And therefore I'm able to create concepts um, that unify the different objects, the different sense data that I'm gathering about the environment. Okay, so this pixel is similar to that pixel, Ah, so, you know, therefore it's a chair um, and that chair is distinct from this other group of pixels that share a, a common characteristic and so on and so forth, right? On psychedelics, your brain is doing that process on steroids uh, um, because it's essentially extending this process of discovering statistical regularities in the mm. environment mm. to literally everything. Mm. So the reason why you're seeing this, like, you know, self-replicating pattern of, like, flowers, trees, the wall, etc., is because your brain is basically mm. extending these, like, repeated statistical regularities into everything. Mm. Um, and so you basically just see a multi- you know, multitude of copies mm. of one of the same thing. Mm. Mm. Um and so that's that's one level. That's a sensory level um, on which the on which this process gets exploited. Mm-hmm. The second level on which this process gets exploited is a conceptual and narrative level, mm-hmm. um, because the process of um, discovering statistical regularities in the world becomes infused with um, the concepts and narratives of your mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for example, if you are um, uh, if, if you are having uh, reflections on the nature of karma on a psychedelic experience, um, then, then you will literally begin to see your environment as infused with the interconnected web of karma um, that you're having revelations about. Um, so, for example, a good friend of mine, right, was tripping in Central Park once um, and began to see the entirety of the park as basically an extension of uh, the interconnected web of karma. So you can, like, literally see the environment basically as, like, a stage where these concepts and narratives are playing mm-hmm. out, um, mm-hmm. if, 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 if that makes sense. Yeah. I've got something to say on, on, on your point, which is that so in... In a lot of uh, mystical schools, there's, there is this idea that essentially when you take a word, right, it's the exterior or just a symbol of like an inner reality, right? Mm-hmm. So it's the manifestation of, it, of that. So not for everyone, but for a lot of people when they take psychedelics, they, they look at a concept of karma, but they actually go inside karma. You know what I mean? They mm-hmm. see it from right, the inside. Right, right, right. So it's that like the inner, you know, like consciousness reality of words and of concepts and then you're inside and you know you can see you can look around okay this is karma and uh, you, you get a very deep understanding of these like concepts and these words that was once just concepts mm-hmm. right so, so and, to give an example right yeah 
if you listening to this right now, if I say cube, you have an idea in your mind, you will think, okay, you're having a concept of cube. But it's unlikely, and it'll be loose, right? You'll, say you'll, you'll, you'll get it, but you won't go very deep into it, right? It's unlikely that when I say cube, you're all of a sudden, everything around you is going to disappear, and you will just see this three-dimensional object, you know, mm. six squares folded onto each other, this box, and, you know, you'll start, you know, it just in this pure, only if you're a mathematician who just happens to be working on cubes recently, right, <laughs> will you just get this full-on, boom, right? you just, your mind will suspend everything else yeah. and go purely to the platonic form of a cube mm-hmm. and just suspend that in midair. Right? Mm. Whereas if you're on psychedelics, that's much more likely it's going to happen. If I, you know, if you start thinking about a cube, you won't just, okay, a cube in the abstract, fine, you'll, boom, you'll really start seeing a cube. Right? Mm. Mm-hmm. So similarly for whatever. Karma. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and, and just 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 to comment on that briefly, it, that bleeds into your sensory perception as well. So it's mm. not like yeah, you just yeah. see like a cube suspended in the middle of the air, right? You will start seeing um, cubes in the walls, in the in mm. the plants, in, in in everything, right? Like like the the entire universe will begin to take on the image of whatever it is that you are thinking about at the yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And w- which again is revealing of the nature of the mind, even when you're not tripping, even when you're not on the psychedelic drugs, you in a very subtle way very often be doing that, right? Yeah. You'll be thinking about something and, and, and subtly, much more subtly, mm-hmm. interpreting everything in, the, in, in light of that, right? Mm-hmm. But then the psychedelic just reveals that capacity of the mind and takes it up a notch, mm-hmm. like you say, on steroids, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go on. Yeah, so um, just going back to the whole idea of seeing concepts and uh, words and going inside them kind of thing, rather than just being on the outside, mm-hmm. um, that's to me, that's very interesting because oftentimes when we um, when we think of concepts, we're only thinking about it, right? We're actually using the faculty of thinking, right? Whereas now psychedelics is not the only thing that allows you to see the inner uh, like reality of words and concepts, but it's one way to actually like go inside and look around, and and no longer using your faculty of thinking. Now you're using something more like intuition, something. Uh, closer to the heart, right? Closer to the soul, and so that's the problem of mystics is that when they come back from <laughs> from experiences, <laughs> now you want to use words that somehow vibrate. Um, so vibration in in a sense of taking the form of the experience you had. Mm. So that's you know a lot of mystical languages like Sanskrit. I would say these mystics, what they did, they had these inner experiences. And then they were like, okay, what is this an experience? And trying to bring it to form yeah, yeah. from what they experienced, right? Yeah, yeah. And, then, and then you do that. So you, the words and uh, the concepts match your inner experience. They're not detached. In fact, the experience came first and then you came up with the words. That's why words are very powerful, right? If, especially if they, if they connect with something real, right? Um, so that's, that's what I wanted to mention. Uh, so, so you're so you're saying that like uh, the task of the mystic, right, is to be able to translate these experiences um, that are seemingly ineffable mm. into words and finding words that that are apt at capturing the experiences, right? If I understand um, correctly, yeah, yeah. Um, yes, and then the fascinating thing about like poetry and any 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 work that a mystic is doing is is not trying to uh, find words that uh, describe an inner experience is trying to find the best word mm-hmm. that allow you to go inside them yeah. and mm-hmm. arrive in the you know inside the word mm-hmm. not not in the outside mm-hmm. not okay. you're not reading the text yeah. Yeah, in yeah, a book yeah. you yeah. go within the word yeah. kind of what psychedelics allows you yeah. to do is to go within inside concepts and you're like ah and then you come back from the trip, you're like, I can't really put it into words now. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So it takes a lot of like trips. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and well, trips and introspection. So, I mean, this is a hallmark of the psychedelic experience, right? It's ineffability. It's, it's the, the difficulty of translating the psychedelic experience into words that make sense. Mm. And the reason why this is the case is that psychedelics expand consciousness. They reveal to you this repertoire, this vast repertoire of sensations, feelings, emotions, thoughts that... Um, that that you may have never experienced before mm. in a, in just a sober waking state of consciousness. Yeah. Um, and 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 the and the English vocabulary and the vocabulary of other languages too are just too limited to be able to capture mm. this vast repertoire of sensations.
conversations. Mm. Um, and so actually describing psychedelics um, is really, really hard. Um, <laughs> and, you, and, and, and when you try to describe psychedelics, you begin to notice that like, there are all these like, subtle differences yeah, in the yeah. way that emotions are described. Um, and some of this, these subtle, uh, subtle distinctions are in fact captured in language. Like for example, in, in English, like the difference between happiness and contentment mm. um, or between mm. contentment and delight. Um, there are all these like subtle gradations, right, that actually map onto sensations in your body. Um, and when when sensations in your body do get dramatically altered under the influence of psychedelics, you begin to say, ah, okay, like how exactly do these different somatic experiences in my body map onto the distinctions between these different words? And that's mm. a very difficult task, um, and it's something you know that that I've tried to make sense of in my own research, um, but it's uh, pretty damn hard. You know what's fascinating about psychedelics and like mystical practices in general is that they're actually partaking in a, in a kind of a language making. Mm -hmm. they, they're giving us more words because essentially the experience comes first and we're like, mm -hmm. oh, what do we call this experience? Mm -hmm. in, my own, in my own uh, experience and then I test it with you, I'm like, mm -hmm. is the language like the elf machines, is that like a good language? You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. you begin to map out the, the world, the mystical world that you've experienced now, whether that's through meditation, breathing, whatever it is. Um, and so you've created your reality bubble and it's now expanded, right? And from this reality bubble that you've created, language comes, right? So you begin to, to partake in creating new terminology, new language. Mm. And someone from the outside may not even understand what you're talking about because mm. obviously they haven't experienced it. So they don't get what, you know, what, what this words using mm. really refer to. Mm -hmm. And so like we both take TMT, let's say, if we did, and if we, um, you know, both so like if we both met this magical entity that we that we interacted with, and then we call it this, but we know what that means, right? Mm. To an extent, right? Mm. Kind of like I experienced love, you experienced love, then we can talk about it, right? Mm. But if someone hasn't experienced love, it's just a concept, it's dead, right? Mm. You take the psychedelics, and that concepts become alive, right? Mm. And the work of the mystic is to create this. Um, um, What's the best word to describe them? But sort of like doorways, uh, or like um, yeah, avenues, yeah, yeah, avenues or doorways. Um, there was a better word I was thinking of. Um, Conduit. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know, like um, what's the movie that I'm thinking of? Um, you know, Doctor Strange. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, it creates like like a, a like a portal. Yeah. yeah sorry. Yeah, yeah. So so how? <laughs> this is what I see. The mystic's job is to create portals mm -hmm. through words, through um, see, yeah. through um, psychedelic, through through psychedelic experiences, um, through poetry, so that you can enter into the portal and see the inner reality of those concepts and the things that the mystic is talking about. So the words themselves. Just, they're just portals. You have to go through them. Mm -hmm. So the psychedelics themselves, they're just portals. You go through them, and then you're like, okay, I really understand these concepts. So, like, you need, if you want to understand, like, uh, the nature of reality deeply, it's not good enough to understand and learn about philosophy and concepts. You have to go inside them. Through meditation, through altered states of consciousness, you can walk inside these concepts Now, what does it mean, infinite consciousness? Like, you do self-inquiry, maybe you do meditation, maybe you take psychedelics, and you see the inner reality of these concepts, right? These concepts, I believe, didn't just pop into existence from... They were not accidental, and also they're not, um, you know, they're not just ideas in the mind. They, they are, they're real, but their reality is in the interior, so you have to go in the interior. In whatever journey that you decide to take, you don't have to take psychedelics, you could just you know pray and you have you were journeying into consciousness you know and you understand what divine love is you know like that's that's what i think mm -hmm. about that portals <laughs> okay so perhaps to concretize some of these themes we've been speaking of i'll try to come up with a with a, with a neat example um about the intensities of the experiences the incommunicability and then nevertheless the the need to then to create words to deal with this reality because One more factor is that in a certain manner of speaking, right, uh, and of course this can mean a trillion things, so mm. um, if it's unhelpful, ignore what I'm about to say, but in a certain level, um, the psychedelic experience is happening all the time, mm. right? The trip goes on forever. There is no, there is no not being on it, right? <laughs> you, you sort of see that, okay, sure, even if things are sort of s settled down and things, there's, there's, there's the... 
the illusion of normality has resumed, you'd nevertheless know that this is just the illusion of normality. And at, at some deep level, on the subconscious level now, uh, my mind is still operating on the level that it was in the depth of the sort of intensity of the psychedelic experience, right? And all the sort of underlying dynamics which I witnessed, you know, were brought to the forefront are still there. So for that reason especially, it's very important to be able to sort of bring something back out of it, typically in words and sometimes simple images, because they're still useful, right? Even when someone is sober, there's a deep level of the mind which is still tripping, right? Which is that part of them is, is actually blah, naked to the world, you know, in this way. And, you know, sometimes you need the insight brought from being, you know, fully naked inside and out, consciously and unconsciously, mm-hmm. to be able to help someone who, even if they're not tripping, you know, to sort of orient them in, in the right way. So, for example, um, the term let go, you know, mm-hmm. a typical example in a psychedelic trip is that you'll be worrying about something or you'll be caught up in something, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, at that point, it is absolutely imperative to just stop trying to do anything, stop trying to control, stop trying to direct, stop trying to do anything active with the mind, stop trying to worry at this problem, stop trying to solve this problem, stop trying to grasp all this, right? And you really understand what does it mean to let go? It's not just to stop thinking about this and do something else. It's just, you know, relax something in the very depths of your mind, right? Mm-hmm. Really dissolve this. It's as if your mind is like a hand, right? Mm-hmm. Which can contract over something, right? And it's like, okay, this contraction has got to stop or else this is going to lead to ever deeper cramping, right? This is going to lead to ever deeper twistedness, right? Mm-hmm. And this is the kind of thing which, you see, becomes imperative to experience directly and then hold on to and then come up with a way of speaking of it. So, you know, when you tell someone, okay, look, let go in this sense, it's something that can only really, and then it, so the, it's something that can only really be experienced through psychedelics and or through intensive and extended meditation practice, right? Mm. Over years, right? With extended time out, extended, con- you know, time to train the mind to be able to like go to this level and then all of a sudden you'll be getting to this very deep, deep, deep states of of, of, of awareness where you then see directly, oh, okay, that's where I'm holding on to something and if I keep doing this, <laughs> I'm going to court extreme disaster, right? Uh, I'm going to be extremely unhappy, I'm going to make people around me extremely unhappy, uh, I'm going, to, this is going to explode at some mm. point, right? It's going to slip, it's going to explode, right? Uh, so that's the kind of thing, for example. Well, it's one of the easier things, anyway, and certainly one of the more practically important things. Right? Uh, there's a Beatles lyric, I think, in, in, in "Tomorrow Never Knows," or uh, you know, it's "Relax, turn off your mind, and float downstream." Yeah, yeah. What, you know, like you hear that. Okay, well, what does that mean? Okay, like, yeah, you realize, yeah, relax, stop trying to think this through, right? And then float downstream. You'll notice that if you stop, it's not as if you, generally speaking, it's not as if everything freezes. It's that everything continues flowing the way it was flowing before your attempts to control it, right? Mm-hmm. So hence the float downstream thing. There is a stream of consciousness, just mm-hmm. let the stream of consciousness go mm-hmm. along its way, and you learn the healthy way to do that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you're forced to learn that. Mm-hmm. You know, you're thrown mm-hmm. into the deep end, yeah. and if you don't discover that that's how you should handle it, then... But again, yeah, yeah. Go on, go on. This is an excellent point, because, like, you know, a, a lot of uh, mindfulness meditation is about the act of surrender, of letting go, as you're mm-hmm. saying, right? Mm-hmm. But I, I think this notion of, of surrender is actually very, very hard to convey sometimes. Mm-hmm. What does it mean to surrender? What does it mean to yeah, yeah. let go of my emotions in the way that I'm letting go of a hot piece of coal, right? Mm-hmm. But the thing about psychedelics is that they, they force you to yeah, do yeah, it, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> there, there comes a moment in a high-dose trip yeah. where you are at a decision point, right? And you are either going to go deep down into the abyss uh, and and suffer like a panic attack a thousand times over yeah. or you're just going to let go and at that moment your mind understands okay I understand the meaning of surrender and it's because the stakes are high and because the alternative to surrendering disaster. is disaster exactly exactly um, so 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 you know you know how to do it um, which doesn't necessarily make you any better at explaining what it is yeah. you know <laughs> Um, but again, it's, it's sort of just like, yeah, like, like you get it in the moment because it makes sense to your brain. You have to let go when you're on the verge, right? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's, that's kind of true. Like if, if you're, once you're there, it's better to let go, Mm. you know, without any parachute, just go down, just, Mm. just trust, you know, um, there was something I wanted to mention as well that I, I, it has to come back to me, but 
Oh yeah, I do remember. Okay, so <laughs> essentially, there's something we learn about the psychedelic experience that's very, I think, interesting. And the interesting thing is, just imagine you have a computer screen, and you're switching between different uh, like screen, screen backgrounds. Like you can put a background of uh, like space time with these features, colors, and whatever. Um, just that would be the reality we observe. And then you can change the template, change the background to something else. Mm-hmm. But once you switch between you know the different templates, you you sort of realize the game that's being played here, right? It's not that the psychedelic state is in a sense, more real than here. They're both different possibilities of, of manifestation. But what you realize is that, okay, if I can change the background too many times, maybe the reality is not the background itself. Maybe the reality is what is behind the background, right? That infinite awareness. And, and so psychedelics, even though they give you different perceptual lenses through which you can view the world, I think one fundamental thing it tells you is that, look, Guys, it's, it's all kind of illusion, not in, not in a meaningless sense, but it's all appearances. Mm-hmm. Even the psychedelic state itself is an appearance. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, don't yeah. think this is, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, now yeah. you're Jesus. Now you've now you got access to, well, you have access to, yeah, information that you previously didn't, but it's still secondary, still not the truth, right? It's still not awareness itself. It's, it's, again, a manifestation of awareness, right? It's just one possible manifestation. That's what I wanted to say. Um, in DMT, particularly speaking, you really do experience you, you going from one virtual reality template to another virtual reality. And you can't, as you take in DMT, you, you, know, you go to a different, completely different template of reality. You're like thinking differently, you're feeling differently, what you see is different. And then when you come back down, come back to here, and then the reality slowly is building back up, you're like, ah, oh, you know the fact that tr- the fact that you transition between the two states, you realize, and you're still conscious, right? Because in dreaming, you're not really conscious. You go to sleep, uh, and you lose uh, like being aware, right? You, you forget yourself. The powerful thing about psychedelics, in terms of showing you the nature of reality, is that now you're now you're aware, and you're not actually going to sleep. You go between the two states, mm-hmm. and you see, oh, I can just go between the different states. Mm. So the reality yeah. is not the state, it's something behind the state, which you can call just, you know, emptiness, awareness, uh, that that uh, is actually at peace, is at rest, you know, because psychedelics, even though they're interesting, they're still, they're still um, yeah, the, activations of the mind, they're, they're manifestation, right? Yeah, it's, it's usually, I mean, usually, right, it's very, um, what is that, it's, it's very, Active, yeah. There's a lot of stuff going on, right? It's it's yeah. very like it, 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 turbulent. It boi- it, turbulent, exactly. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. It boils the cauldron. Yeah, yeah. Like, so I guess the, yeah. So the way I would phrase what you just said is that what psychedelics teach you. Uh, so I guess the, on the first level is you have these like you know uh, um, extraordinary uh, experiences, and then I guess on 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 a on a most na- on the more naive level, mm. you'll then say, aha, I have witnessed something. <laughs> Fantastic, uh, you know, whatever. Let's say you see an angel, right? You know, let's say you look up into the sky, and the sky all of a sudden parts, and the sort of ten-limbed, although the limbs are made of light, so maybe they're wings. Thing comes down, and blah blah blah. It starts to whatever, you know. Okay, so you see an angel, and then you're like, aha! I've seen an angel. I, I now must tell people that this angel exists, and all this stuff. So that's the most naive poss- level, right? You you have a sort of psychic disturbance, a psychic. Disturbance. I don't mean like you know what I mean. Like, like your mind. Will will have a very strong psychic activation and then you'll take that very seriously and you'll narrativize mm-hmm. a lot about that. That's the kind of the more naive level. The second level, I guess, of insight is that, wait a second, right? Like, um, if my mind can do something so radically different than it was doing before, mm-hmm. then all of this actually, right, mm-hmm. is, 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 is not really to be, to be taken entirely seriously, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, ac- the, the, again, the, the sort of, um, it's, it's much more plastic, Mm, than, yeah. than I thought it was, right? All everything I experienced, right? Mm. All, all these phenomena, well, it's just mental events, right? Everything that I've experienced so far is actually just been mental events, including loads of physics. Yeah, so far as you are concerned, right? In your, so far as your yeah. subjective experience is concerned, everything you've experienced so far yeah. is subjective experience, and you learn that when you exaggerate the subjective experience, mm. right? Mm. It, it sort of forces you to reevaluate the nature of your experience, right? So mm. that, that's so that, that's the second layer of insight. Right? It, it makes you 
aware, mm-hmm. but not just about some exceptional truths about the nature of the world. It makes you realize that the world, as you previously perceive it, is this is a perception, basically, right? Mm. No, I mean what you're saying, I it, it does, it does agree with what I was saying earlier. Um, so yeah, you realize this reality is also you know kind of a desktop interface. It's a virtual reality, but so is the psychedelic state. Mm. You know, the different states, but what is reality? Sure, it gives you an expanded view of that reality. But the expanded view is not the thing in itself. It's still a manifestation. So I would say that the spiritual path would, would not be to get stuck in seeking ex- new experiences because right, right, that, right, right. that would be addiction, right? It could be another way that, uh, that you know, this, this material world could suck us in and trick us. Mm-hmm. That's the problem is that you can fall into the problem of seeking new experiences over and over again and you're thinking that is what it means to be spiritual mm-hmm. but it's act- actually the opposite of seeking new experiences not it's not by seeking new experiences it's by seeing that the experience you're having right now is already um you know infinite awareness you don't need to look for it you don't need to seek through psychedelics or meditation this is what it is so mm-hmm. um it's useful as a way to explore the mind, but at some point it has to be sort of understood as not really showing you what reality is. Yeah, mm-hmm. It gives you a perspective on reality, but it's still, it's not something you, you should keep trying over and over, you know, to find out what reality is. Well, may, maybe if you're a shaman and you have a certain like role <laughs> in society, maybe that's different for you, but you can take psychedelics realizing that you're having an experience. It's not something that is that, that is like the nature of reality at, on a deep level. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so it, that's just to avoid the possibility of addiction, you know, the same way you can sit in front of the TV mm-hmm. and put a different channel. And this channel is so much cooler. Yeah, cool things happen. You're like, you, now you're watching it for the whole life, for your whole life thinking, this is what it means to... To experience life, but then you've missed out the point, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, what psychedelics fundamentally tell you is that yeah, the mind is this empty field, and it's one with everything. You're one with with all. There's only a single mind, and there is an infinite possibility. You can experience the mind, shows you that, and then, and then what you have to do is to give up, like seeking more and more and more, because the act of seeking is itself uh, is something that uh, leads to. You know, we used the term density before. It leads mm. you to mo- you becoming more dense, not not more light. So when you're light is when you're content and satisfied with what is. Mm-hmm. That's the only th- caution I did wanted to give about uh, psychedelics or even any spiritual practice, uh, meditation even. You know, like attachment and addiction, thinking, oh, I'm going to meditate, so I've, you know, something is going to happen. I think that is a problem. Um yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I, I think, I think one um, potentially valuable perspective on all of this is is given by attention um, and the effects of psychedelics on attention. Um, so one way you can think of attention is sort of like a landscape uh, of saliency. Um, so, for example, imagine you're um, at an art museum. Um, now, for uh, an art critic, right, um, maybe their attention is going to be um, really uh, attracted to the art itself. Um, for somebody who is not an art critic, uh, somebody who's just bored out of their mind, um, their attention is going to be drawn more to attractive people who are passing through the, the museum, and still other people might have their attention primarily drawn to um, their phones, say. Um, so again, you can imagine like uh, attention is basically like this landscape um, where certain uh, objects and features in the environment um, attract your attention um, more than others. Like those are sort of like bumps in the landscape, as it were. Mm. Um, and what psychedelics do is they sort of like flatten this landscape um, such that everything um, draws your attention equally. Um, uh, objects that you might not have paid attention to in the past because of the fact that your brain um, uh, conceived of them as unimportant, suddenly your attention is actually drawn to those things. Um, and it basically shows you, right, that like if, if your entire perspective on reality is shaped 
primarily by what things you find、mm. salient. In other、mm. words, the,、mm. the the bumps and the valleys and this landscape of attention.、Mm. This is something you can reconfigure to、right. whatever you want, you know. And so, and 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 you can think of like the reconfigurations of this landscape as like switches in perspective or changes in your vibe, right?、Mm. Um, like、yeah. you you put on one set of goggles for looking at reality, and the yeah, landscape shifts、yeah. in this way. Yeah, you put yeah, on a different、yeah. set of goggles, and the landscape shifts in this other way, right?、Yeah. Um, and what is it that fundamentally underlies all of that?、Um, you know,、uh, I mean, Ali, <laughs> I, you know, Ali, Ali might say it's awareness or something else, right? But it's, it, in other words, like it, it's not. You know, you're. It's not the bumps and the valleys in the landscape right, itself, right, is what right. I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's well said.、Um, and the the phrase that came to my to my mind as you were talking about that was that we are the creator and not the created.、Yeah. And anything you experience is what is created. But、yeah. you're the one creating it. And what is the you that is creating it? It's not what is created. Yeah. Is that the oneness that is behind, right? Yeah. Exactly.、Um, yeah. Like by definition, like yeah, yeah, yeah. what is created. Yeah. Exactly. And and you as a creator. Now, the, what is the you who creates?、Mm. What is the only thing in the whole world that can create? Well, it's、yeah. the creative force, and it's one, right?、Yeah. It is God, right?、Yeah. So it's that I am the creative force that creates. That that is what it does. That、yeah. is what it is. It's just just creating. It generates. Yeah, 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 and yeah. don't get lost in what is created. Pay attention to the creator. Pay attention to God. Yeah. So that's why、um, yeah. the only thing you can attach yourself to is is yourself. Is 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 God, right? Yeah. Yeah. Everything so, else is created. Yeah. Yeah. So you, so you can think of the of attention, right? As like these these bumps and these valleys in this landscape, and then you can think of of creation or awareness basically as the canvas upon which that landscape is drawn.、Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. The sort of space in which that kind of landscape can exist. Yeah. 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 And the point is, you start to notice this because, yeah, the 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 things the the the, the hills and valleys become so different, right? Right. Exactly. The yeah, things yeah, yeah. that are on the canvas become so different. Right. Exactly. And so, therefore, you can actually notice a little bit the right, the, right, the, right. the material of which they are all made. Yeah. yeah. What is it that underlies, right, all these different、yeah. reconfigurations of yeah, yeah. bumps in the valleys? Yeah. Is there anything else that we want to say about what it's like during? What the effects are like, right? What it's like to be under the effects of these things, right? Because we, I think we've we've we you know we've we've concluded now with the sort of interpretation of what does this all say? What what is the what is the meaning of the psychedelic experience? Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. But can we? Is there anything more we want to say prior to that? I mean, like, what、yeah. is the meaning of the psychedelic experience? Rather than like, what is it? What is the psychedelic experience point to? Right. What is the insight that one derives? The、yeah. fundamental insight that one derives from the psychedelic experience? Do we want to rewind a bit and say, well, what? What more、yeah. can we say about the thing、yeah. itself? What is、yeah. it like to be un- un- under the effects, right? In a way that's different for when it, you know,、yeah. tails off.、Mm. One one more important thing for me,、um, and this is something that I'm trying to uh, explore, um, is the effects of psychedelics on the body,、mm. um, because、mm. um, you know most of the time,、uh, you know, when somebody asks you how you're doing and you introspect in your body, it's like I'm fine. You know, there's not a lot going on there.、Um, You know, like you're just not feeling very much in your body a lot of the time. But then on psychedelics, there's just this roiling current of sensation, energy flowing through the body, patterns of warmth、um, moving in all these directions. Just like there's just a lot going on in the body.、Yeah. Um, and um, you know, I, I like a somatic excitability. Maybe is one、uh, yeah, one phrase you could use to describe it.、Right? Like、it yeah, increased, increased yeah, yeah. Awareness of 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 of, the, of your body. What's going on inside? Exactly. I, either increased awareness or just increased perturbation of the body. You know, one of the two,、um, mm-hmm. or both、mm-hmm. at the same time. So the, yeah. So this is the kind of thing, right? Where、yeah. it starts to, like like I was saying earlier, which starts to bleed into normal experience, right? That is the kind of thing which I think it's the easiest way to interpret it is. It is going on there all the time,、right? yeah. And then the process of mindfulness of body or mindfulness of breath, any sort of body-centered meditation practice, which、yeah. most of them are, especially to begin with, right?、Mm-hmm. You know, the portal to any further realms often goes through the body, right?、Mm-hmm. Um, will lead you to sort of, on a much more regular basis, become aware of that, right?、Mm-hmm. So it, it, since I started taking psychedelics,、mm-hmm. and then I, since I started meditating, not only, not only. Is not only can I with much greater ease、mm-hmm. access that world of wow of 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 of, of radical、uh, excitability、mm-hmm. of of so much going on in the body.、Mm-hmm. Right? Not only can I re- access that much more regularly, it also bleeds much more often into all the time. Right.、Yeah. So like I can, on any given day for an hour, boom, be dropped into、mm-hmm. the holy moly. Right.、Mm-hmm. Like every pore of my body is just. <laughs> 
you know, every nerve is just going voing, voing, voing. Not only can I sort of drop into the sort of moments of great intensity, but also in the moments of completely normality, Mm -hmm. when you're going about your day, Mm -hmm. going to the shops, right? Mm -hmm. The the, the sort of the baseline level is much more present. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's, again, one of those things where I think it always has to, right? The sort of the the intensity of what you experience in the psychedelic experience over time gets consolidated and integrated, right? Mm -hmm. Into into normal consciousness, right? Mm -hmm. That's, again, the the thing thing we keep hopping on about these things do dovetail so often into a sort of a path of self-cultivation, right? A path mm. of, of, of cultivating one's awareness, cultivating one's attention, d- you know, uh, developing one's relationship with one's mind, right? Mm-hmm. After, mm-hmm. after having, it, having, it, having had it revealed so radically mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. during these things. Yeah. But yeah, that, so yeah, that is another element that we, we haven't mentioned so far, right? That, like, you will probably notice that there's a lot going on inside your body mm. that you didn't realize previously, right? Like, yeah. there would be a lot of, sort of a play of very subtle forces, right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which, yeah. Which then, again, with so many people will then be drawn to the landscapes, the worlds of alternative medicine, where these, where, or, you know, where these, where these more subtle somatic aspects are uh, much more readily described. Right? Yeah, 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 exactly. And and also as I was mentioning earlier, so this there's this philosopher Raph Millier who has these like six different um, components of, of consciousness, right? That that he uses to understand the effects of psychedelics and meditation. Two of those are bodily awareness and bodily ownership. This uh, this idea of bodily ownership is a very interesting one. You know, of 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 like this idea that I have a body. Or that mm. I am a body, mm. right? Mm. Those two yeah. are different things, right? Yeah. Mm. And and you know, like in uh, you know default states of consciousness, you might be accustomed to the notion that you have a body. Um, whereas um, on uh, under the influence of psychedelics, you might think, okay, actually, I, obviously, I stand in some kind of relationship to my body, but it's not one of having my mm. body. It's mm. just like mm-hmm. I am my body. Mm. Um, uh, or 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 you might not have a sense of agency over your actions. Um, uh, you might not have a sense of your mind controlling your body uh, in the way that you used to. Um, and then bodily awareness is an, is an interesting one. Um, I mean, you might, for example, um, not have, you might lose the ability to like differentiate between um, your left and your right arm, for example. Mm. Um, proprioception um, becomes um, more confused. Um, uh, and, you know, just as you start to hallucinate visually, you also start to hallucinate your proprioception. Mm, proprioception, yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for those who don't know in the audience, this is like basically your sort of like intuitive sense of your body. So mm. like it's, it's what allows you when your eyes are closed to know exactly where your foot is. This has been On The Verge, a discussion of the psychedelic experience with Ali Reza Elmendvar, Kenneth Shinizuka, and myself, David Leon. Uh, my own writing can be found at davidleon.blog. Please follow us uh, on whatever platform you listen to us on. Subscribe. And uh, please, for the love of God, be well.